I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And these are our incredible stories. My goodness, what in the world is happening here? We're coming to you on a Thursday and our usual Friday. Uh, tomorrow we'll have uh, yet another episode. So why, why have this special episode coming your way on Thursday? First of all, welcome. We're glad to have you with us across the United States and around the world. Tonight, Gary is going to share with you some very exciting news about his latest adventure. We couldn't wait till tomorrow. We just had to tell you about it tonight. So take it away, Gary. Well, I think the main reason for us sharing it this evening is uh, due to the fact that the first episode of a new podcast that uh, we are behind has just uh, dropped on Podbean, Spotify, and, well, pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcast. But it's not just any podcast. No, it's a unique one. Uh, It is called Campfire Stories for Kids. And if you're looking that up, it's Campfire Stories, then the number four, and then kids spelled with a Z instead of an S. We're going kind of uh, 90s on that one, but uh, Campfire Stories for Kids. Kids being K-I-D-Z. That's right. And uh, this is a new and original podcast created by kids for kids. And uh, it follows the tradition of sharing stories. I mean, kind of like what we're doing, but instead of uh, just incredible stories, they are campfire stories. And so... um, What are campfire stories? Well, campfire stories are what you tell around a campfire. So those can be uh, Usually they're kind of scary. Well, sometimes they're scary, sometimes they're spooky, sometimes they're adventure stories, or sometimes they're just silly. It could be pretty much anything. Now, uh, typically campfire stories, it kind of leans towards the uh, ghost tales, but... uh, but it's open for anything, but they're just stories. So, but what makes this unique, besides the fact that it's, um, you know, being uh, run by uh, kids, is that um, it is uh, a project that I started up at the uh, summer program that I work at. And it was a way to um, freshen up what we do during the summer. So, typically during the summertime, I teach video production, film production to the campers that are interested in it. And we and these write, kids range from about 5 to 11 or 12 years old. From 5 to 12, yep. And um, these kiddos, they learn how to use all of the equipment, sound recorders and uh, movie cameras and everything. And then we go through the process of editing and... It's the whole schmear. So, but this year there is no video production. No, that's what I was getting to next. Uh, this year, um, I decided to do something a little bit different. So we're doing a podcast, mm-hmm. and so uh, some of them have heard of podcasts. Some of them have no idea what that is. Some of them thought it was a vegetable. <laughs> but they're five and six and seven and eight, yeah. and then I can't fault them for that. Uh, so. Um, we're, I'm teaching them, uh, how to broadcast. So they get to use all of the broadcast equipment and microphones. We teach them about levels and all that jazz, but they also, uh, are encouraged to write their own stories. 
and anybody who writes a story is able to submit it for counselor approval because we want to try and keep this as uh, G slash PG as possible. And uh, after that, we put together a script with their story, get together a group of actors because we do uh, audio dramatizations, and uh, they get to act out their story on oh. a podcast episode. And they're in charge, like I said, of using the equipment. They're in charge of creating and putting together the sound effects. And they are acting out the story. Now, of course, uh, myself and another uh, counselor, we uh, also lend our voices to uh, a couple of the characters in there. Because, you know, sometimes you got to have uh, adults to, to be principals, teachers, uh, shopkeepers, you know, miscellaneous monsters counselors. and whatnot. Or counselors at a camp. So... That being said, uh, it, it's really exciting. Uh, we already put up a trailer, and uh, within the first three days, uh, we got, I think, 23 downloads for just the trailer, and uh, we saw that it was popping up in uh, the United Kingdom, Italy, um, Canada, and California, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Florida, and Georgia. Wow. So that's not, that's not too bad. For uh, just having a trailer, just having a trailer up uh, for for a new podcast within the just a few days. And that trailer so, is actually a preview for folks who correct. Use it. Yeah. So anyway, um, it's uh, it's very exciting. So I'm I'm very happy about it. And uh, if you happen to have some youngsters who love stories, and uh, you think they might be interested in some exciting and interesting ghost stories or spooky tales or even some adventure or something funny well set them up with uh, campfire stories for kids i guarantee you they will not be disappointed it is a hundred percent entertaining and just like we put our episodes up uh every friday uh new episodes will drop uh every thursday for the campfire kids and uh so okay I, so I if have... i'm a parent uh with a child who might be interested in these campfire stories yes. I know that you've said, uh, in general, these are, are family-friendly stories. Yeah. Not going to be any bad language or things like that. No, I mean, this is Do you is have any kind program. of rating system for them in case uh, some of them get a little bit too spooky? Of course we do. Because we want to make sure that the parents know the level of fright on these. So, um, for the younger kids, uh, well, actually, let me, let me give you the name of the scale first before I go in the ratings. It's the flaming marshmallow scale. <laughs> because uh, sometimes when you're hearing a story, you might forget that you have your marshmallow on the uh, campfire and it <clears throat> starts to burn because you're just so into it. Um, so our rating scale is based off of the flaming marshmallows. So anything that's rated between one to three on our flaming marshmallow scale is uh, spooky. Might be a little bit silly, but definitely not scary. And then anything that is uh, a four to seven flaming marshmallow, Ooh. it's starting to get a little bit creepy, mm -hmm. but uh, not really scary. And if it's anything between um, eight to ten, Ugh. well, then you can bet your bottom dollar. It's we got yourself city. a genuine scary story. And those would be for the older kids. So, mm -hmm. again, the, uh, the first one, uh, one to three, would be for the younger kids. And then uh, four to seven would be your older kids. And then eight to 10 would be your uh, oldest middle school 
mm-hmm. you know, right. age group right. of, of kids. But uh, like I said, we try and keep it family, uh, family friendly. So there's no excessive uh, gore, no bad language, uh, no nothing gratuitous or um, nothing um, explicit, yeah. explicit or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, well, you know, there it, it's going to be creepy. So for you, some of them, can so. you tell us about the first story that uh, one of your campers created? Yeah. Uh, so the first story that we have uh, that has. Uh, just dropped is um the spirit in the woods and uh the story follows a few kids who uh, have a missing friend they go looking for him and come across a unusual creature who happens to live in the woods and is looking for tasty children so I'll leave it at that because I don't want to spoil anything. Right. Now, is this um, a, a remake of an Alvin Schwartz story? No, no. no. I, I'm pretty sure that was heavily influenced by uh, Stranger Things. <laughs> okay. We had to have a conversation because a lot of them want to write their own stories, and but they don't know how to write their own stories. So they look to the things. part of the learning process in right, this uh, it is. adventure. But what happens is uh, they look to their favorite books and their favorite movies or TV shows. Mm-hmm. And they try and rewrite the entire thing. Mm-hmm. But we had to have a conversation about how you can't do that because there's something called copyright. Yeah, You have to be original. So we can be inspired by a story and we can use that to create our own, but we have to be original. So And the may- young man who wrote this did indeed come up with something pretty original. Yeah. Again, it was heavily inspired by Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. So we had to do some tweaking on it. Uh, but what uh, the finished product looks like is pretty pretty darn good. So mm. um, it's definitely falls more now into being more original and uh, separates itself from anything Stranger you might things, see right? on TV or Netflix. Okay, so you've got the story. What happens next? Well, that's where we're gonna go. Uh, well, we we've already recorded it. Mm-hmm. So we ha- we had the story. Uh, we got our we had a group of kids last week. Uh, who were picked. We do little auditions uh, for people who want to do voice parts. Yeah. And so they got together and we picked uh, who had um, good voice, uh, had confidence and um, good readers were, you know, smooth readers. Yeah. Cause they don't have to memorize the script. They just have to read it, but it has to be uh, fluent. Mm-hmm. So um, got our group together and uh, recorded the episode and edit it together, and uh, that's what we have up now. Will it have uh, music and sound effects and all of that? No, no, there's not going to be any of that in there. Not in the first one? No, there's nothing. It's just them talking. Oh, okay. No, of course it does. <laughs> it, was, it, would be, uh, it would be very, very boring if it didn't have that. No, uh, what like I said. What it sounds like to me is it sounds like old-time radio. Well, podcasts are old-time radio. We can put the label. We, we've had this conversation before. Um, we call it a podcast, but really it's talk radio. It's just in a different way. This is like YouTube is to, uh, to content creators who want to do movies or TV shows or reality shows. Everybody who's on YouTube is not going to end up on TV, but they can have their YouTube channel and there will be people that want to watch that and listen to it. Just like podcasting, I mean, uh, some of us uh, 
may never be part of a major radio program or have a um, nationally syndicated podcast, but we're having fun doing it. And there's people out there that want to listen to stories or, you know, hear what other people think or talk about. And so that's what it is. But it's it's still radio. Mm-hmm. It's still radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, this is not original in the sense that uh, it's a story-based podcast. I mean, there's lots of those. In fact, there's uh, one that we were listening to a while back that had a group. I can't remember the name of it, but it had a group of... Uh, TV actors that um, put together a radio show. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a podcast radio show. And it was a murder mystery. And you had to tune in every week to hear the next chapter. And that's what it was. And um, HBO Max has one right now that I listen to all the episodes. They have a uh, their own Batman radio serial that's on HBO Max. And it's an all it's an all uh, audio dramatization radio cast and professional actors and actresses that are voicing the characters, and uh, there it is. So it's not new; it's old. It's something that's never gone away. But for these kids, um, I think it's unique and different enough. And again, this is um, something that uh, I felt would give them a little taste of something different, give them an idea of something they may want to do as a career in the future. Podcasting is not a way to make a lot of money unless you're really good at it. But if they decide to go into radio or broadcast, sure. well, now they've had kind of a taste of what that's like. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they like it, it's something they can pursue. And like with doing the sound effects, um, that's Foley art. And so if somebody wanted to become a Foley artist and go around recording sounds, unique sounds, and producing really incredible um, audio for film or uh, for music, then um, they they had their little spark um, lit by doing this. And any of them that are taught how to use your uh, master podcasting board, uh, those are some of the same skills they would need if they were, say, working in a recording studio. Yeah, I mean, well, this <laughs> isn't... There are uh, professionals that use these to record music. Mm-hmm. They're great. But, I mean, like when you go to a studio, they're much bigger and there's a lot more bells and whistles. But once you learn the basics, then you can expand. It's the basics, yep. It's like riding a bike. I remember when I first started video editing, I was using really cheap uh, editing software. and uh, But I learned the basics from that. And before I used uh, After Effects or anything else, I got started with... Um, this great little home VFX program called um, FX Home Effects. And um, it was like After Effects, but it was a lot cheaper. And um, I learned the basics from that. And then when I moved on to doing After Effects, I already understood a lot of the Mm -hmm. concepts. And um, it wasn't hard to pick it up. So same thing here. I mean, you know, they, they learn how to use the soundboard. They learn where their levels are supposed to be how you're supposed to use the microphone, what you're monitoring, and how to do effects and make sure that your effects don't overpower or your music doesn't overpower your talent. And another one of the jobs connected with this, that there could be uh, either uh, some nice part-time income or as a hobby or or as a professional, is uh, writing. And so you're actually motivating children in the summer when they're out of school to do some creative writing. 
Yeah, and and that's open to any child who wants to write because I know they spend all year working in the classroom. So doing more work isn't really at the top of their list. But there are some kids that really, really love creative writing and storytelling. And there's some kids that may have never considered it. I do um, campfire stories all summer long. I've been doing it for 20 years. And it's interesting because when I do campfire stories, just stories, not not like the podcast, but sitting them all down, getting a whole group of them together and start telling stories, they're engaged. And, um, and then they want to tell their stories because they see what the effect is that it has on other people. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what's most addictive about storytelling um, I know it's what's addictive, uh, addicting about being a comedian because comedians are storytellers too. Sure. It's the audience reaction, mm-hmm. the participation. And so when you get genuine reactions and you see that the audience is engaged, it's very thrilling. And so when they get a taste of that, of course, they want to do more of it too. And when they see a story being told well, and it grabs everybody's attention, then then they're inspired. And so I've had kids who weren't interested in writing at all, but they come to a few stories, and then they want to be a part of it. They want to do something. They would like to tell a story. Oh, they got a great idea. And I've had kids in the past that did phenomenal stories, did wonderful writing. So that might be their future. Absolutely. And uh, you and I... Um we're fortunate enough to work for the iconic cult horror director in Hollywood, Ted V. Michaels, on several of, of his films. And he had only one criteria for whether or not he was successful in creating his films, and that was, is it entertaining? Yeah. And if you could answer yes, it's entertaining, he felt he had a successful film on his hands. Is it entertaining? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you stop and think about it, that is a major criteria for any creative yeah. project. Yep, that's true. And Ted's movies were cheesy, but they were entertaining. And I remember the first time uh, that I watched one of his movies, it was um, Corpse Grinders and Corpse Grinders 2. Mm-hmm. And um, I was so thoroughly entertained because they were cheesy yeah but in the best <laughs> of ways and well, uh we say that in a good way yes not, a bad not way. in a bad way in a good way they were yeah. they were fantastic yeah. and uh we had the good fortune to work on corpse grinders three with a spanish production company but ted was the executive producer yeah so but it was um it was always fun. And then when we got in contact with him and started doing stuff, you know, we kind of got a, yeah. a hold of that. But, yeah. but that's true, uh, as long as it's entertaining. So, And the, here's the other thing, Gary. Ted always enjoyed helping people succeed in the business, giving them a start. And th- this is what you're doing uh, with this summer camp program. You're helping these kids succeed in certain areas, and you are offering them a start in something brand new. Absolutely. So if, if again, they get a little taste of something that leads to them doing something great in the future, then that's fantastic. And if they had fun along the way, that's even better. Even better. But uh, I think 
even more so um, with this project, what really gets me excited about it is that uh, they have been made aware that these stories that they're sharing, that they're performing, aren't just for people who are listening at their campsite. They're also being listened to people throughout the United States. And around the and world. And around the world. And so boys and girls in different parts of the country and different parts of the planet are getting to hear their story. They're sharing something with somebody else. They're doing something that affects more than just their group of friends. And that's pretty incredible. That's very incredible. So that, that gets me really excited about it. And I know it gets them excited. And we are keeping a map so we can uh, track uh, by the end of the summer how many places uh, have listened and, and whatnot and how many downloads they've had on their stories. So. I think that's going to turn out to be incredible. Oh, I think it will be. Yeah. And for uh, folks listening to us on the Podbean platform, uh, we follow the Campfire Stories for Kids. So you'll find that in the number one slot of our uh, following. And all you have to do is click on it, and it'll take you right to this new website that Gary's talking about. Yeah. And uh, like I said, if uh, you want to go looking for it, you can find it anywhere you find your podcast. And uh, that's Campfire Story Kids. Campfire Stories for Kids. Four, uh, yeah. Campfire number Stories, number four, for kids. Kids with a Z, Z instead of an S. K I D Z, kids. Campfire Stories for Kids. Absolutely. Check it out. Absolutely. I think, Gary, you may have a unique situation here. I don't know offhand of any other summer program offering this kind of opportunity. No, for I'm sure there could be others, but uh, where we're at, we're it. And I really have to uh, say thank you and uh, give out a lot of appreciation to uh, the city of Port Orange Parks and Recreation for being a a partner to this uh, project and putting a 110% support behind yeah, it. City of Port Orange, Florida. Okay. That's great, Gary. Wonderful mm -hmm. news. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, going to, uh, when we finish here, I'm going to go ahead and, and listen to that episode. All right. And um, try not to get too scared. If you need to, you can turn <laughs> the lights on, you know, how many flaming marshmallows does it have? Oh, right now I would say this is probably, I'd say it's five flaming marshmallows. <laughs> It's not scary, scary. It's creepy, but I wouldn't put it in the class of like, <gasps> but it's, it's, it's got a good little creep factor to it. Okay. It's, we'll just say it's fun. It's fun. So the kids did a great job. And until next time, I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And uh, this was an incredible story. It was, it, yeah, incredible story. And uh, glad I could share it with you. So hopefully you'll check that out. And remember to like and subscribe to our show.